Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, the Kayak Fishing Show, live, as always, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. What? Where do I turn that? Today I'm having, again, their Passing Haze Hazy IPA. It's a Sessions IPA. Had it for the first time the other day. Very delicious. Uh, hope you're all doing well, getting ready for uh, 4th of July weekend. If our... Uh, Government allows us to do anything. Uh, darn good. Um, fishing's been pretty good here uh, locally. There's been quite a few uh, yellowtail in La Jolla, uh, some white sea bass, um, and then offshore, they're still getting the big tuna and such. So, uh, and the weather's straightening out a little bit. We had some kind of funky weather on Monday, but uh, starting to straighten out should be good for this the rest of this week. So, I definitely plan on getting out if my back allows it, um, but uh, I may just push it. <laughs> so say hello to a couple people here. Uh, Lost Horizon, how you doing, man? Liam Young, how you doing? Again, both these guys were watching over at Kayak Fishing Tales. Uh, a reminder, if you uh, like to watch stuff on YouTube, Kayak Fishing Tales is our YouTube channel. Russell, how you doing? Thanks for joining us, man. Keith, how are you? Mitch, joining from Ontario. Thomas, how are you? Thanks for joining us. And Chris from Wales. And Jose from Puerto Rico. And I say it all the time, man. I love having you guys from all over the world join us. So uh, my guest for today uh, has not shown up. Uh, he was pretty busy. He said he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make it. So... Um, We'll, we'll trudge on along without Henny, and maybe he'll show up as the episode gets going. Um, of course, our shows are brought to you by Seaguard, Jackson Kayak, Werner Paddles, Standard Horizon, Yak Attack, Siegler Reels, A Band of Anglers, Raymarine, and Kokatat. And we are here every Tuesday and Thursday, and sometimes some other days. Uh, and doing our live shows, our, our live episode airings. So airing older episodes with live commentary. Uh, Tuesdays being our shows, uh, the Jackson Kayak years. And Thursday being Throwback Thursday are the older stuff, the Ocean Kayak years. Uh, today's episode is part two of our trip to uh, Panama uh, in the Darien coast of Hake. But... Before we get to that, of course, I, I want to remind people, and I am hope some people are taking advantage of this because, um, you know, you kind of get a, a company to put out a discount for your viewers. And if people aren't taking advantage of it, uh, they're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> so um, anyway, so the, the deal with ACR Artex on uh, anything on their website, but specifically their PLB uh, personal locator beacon, 10% off and free ground shipping in the United States. Um, so 
you know, hopefully people take advantage of that because it is a great product and it can save your life. It's a pretty small investment to save your life. You know, um, I don't have one here on my desk, but you know, it's about this big. So it's on your PFD like so it could get you out of trouble. The other thing, uh, of course, what we put up earlier today, you know, Eric Jackson, the founder of Jackson Kayak, uh, started a new company. He's no longer with Jackson Kayak, started a new company and today introduced the Kickstarter for his new carbon fiber fishing kayak. Um, and I'd love to hear what people have to say about it, what they think about it. Um, carbon fiber is expensive and this boat is every bit of expensive. Um, I mean, I would love, I always said, I would love to have like a, a carbon fiber Kraken. That would be my dream boat, <laughs> you know, kind of shave a lot of weight off of the boat. But, uh, he put that boat out there today. Um, looks like it's primarily more of a flat water type of boat. But, uh, again, you know, he put it out, uh, on this Kickstarter today. And so you can get a deal on it initially. Uh, but when this is all over, when the Kickstarter is over, um, this boat's going to be $11,000. Um, that's, that's a lot, you know, uh, now I've been in this kayak fishing business a long time and I've been in it longer than EJ actually, you know, he's been kayaking probably longer, but not in the fishing world. And I know that our thing used to always be, it was hard to get, you know, back in the ocean kayak days, it was hard to push over that $500 line. And once we finally got boats that were, you know, more like at a thousand dollars, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, we really did something there uh, to, because the market had increased so much. Uh, and now of course, you know, some of these Hobies and the pedal boats and all that, I mean, they're pushing $3,000 and better. But is the market ready for an eleven thousand boat, eleven thousand dollar boat? I you know I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see it because you know, if he can be successful with this boat, that means other people will try to follow suit, and which means it will bring the price down, and you know we'll get more innovation as always, and start to see you know maybe see that crack in in a um, carbon fiber and that sort of thing. So it's intriguing to me. Um, but you know, I've read a lot of the comments about this boat. Uh, a lot of guys have posted about it so far. It's kind of taking a beating and it, that's probably just straight up on the price point. Um, many of them are, a lot of guys are saying, well, it doesn't really have the features they want in a fishing kayak, particularly in a boat that, that expensive. So, um, let's take a look at a couple of comments here. Um, Grant saying, hi, uh, how you doing, man? Uh, Thomas Rhodes, a Hoover alumni. <laughs> yep, Hoover High School, class of 1980. James, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, James also saying, yeah, it's too expensive. Um, Lost Horizon says, it looks awesome. Saw the video this morning. But 11K is a tall order. Um, Mitch LeCoup, uh is Blue Sky 360 was 4,000 Canadian. Um, yeah, so what does that put in 11,000 US dollars Canadian? Um, you know, like I said, it's very spendy. So if you haven't seen it, I was gonna, I, I brought up uh, the Apex um, Kickstarter 
And I wanted to just show this tail end of their video, which goes over the boat. Maybe we can look at it. And I know this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be airing the episode, but I thought I'd show this first and, you know, get people's impressions. And, you know, like I said, I wish EJ all the luck in the world, like I said, and maybe selfishly, because I would love to see this technology move into other boats. But that price point's got to come down uh, for it to be worthwhile to the masses. Now he's trying to appeal to the people that have that kind of money, you know, maybe he should be selling it in a yacht store. I don't know, <laughs> but let's, let's watch this tail bit end of this uh, video. This will be about two and a half minutes. And I think this is kind of gives the rundown of the, of the boat. And expertly painted to protect the carbon. And please let and me know if you're not getting sound on and off the water. The all carbon bucket seat takes the best concepts of fighter jet race car, and Olympic slalom kayak seat designs and provides a performance saddle for all-day comfort and control. It swivels when you do, making casting easier in any direction and adjusts to trim the boat for different on-water performance characteristics. The piercing bow concept is found in most modern advanced ships and racing subs and cuts through the water when lifting bows smash into them and slow down. It also prevents water from entering the boat. Scupper holes cause drag noise and you lose things in them we figured out how to eliminate them and keep a dry boat with a clean fast hole if you get any water over the bow it runs straight out the back almost instantly the full sup style planing hole truly skims over the water and everything in it while providing an incredibly stable platform for standing and fishing our own fin system allows for a tailored tracking experience Varied sizes and positions allow for different performance on the water. You'll notice that there aren't any bungees, straps, or latches. We used neodymium magnets to hold your hatch closed, your tools and lures in place, and even your tackle bag. Nothing to catch your line on. No eyesores on the boat. The natural cork decking is an aesthetic, comfort, and sound dampening material with unsurpassed traction. As you can see, we're sure you haven't seen anything quite like this. I'm bootstrapping this brand with my local Warren County Bank. I'm excited to make you part of our story. Additional funds are still needed to get the boat from prototype form and into production. Now you've seen what we've been able to do with this kayak. This is your chance to help me make this kayak a reality. We have some smaller rewards and some bigger packages, depending upon your appetite. We're just waiting for the green light to go to build your custom kayak. So hit the button, back our campaign, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. And thanks for watching. This is Eric Jackson. Hope to see you on the water. So there you go. Uh, like I said, that was a quick rundown of it. Um, it's, uh, let me see. It, it came out on Kickstarter this morning, the goal of $117,000. Uh, so far they've been pledged $2,000. So unfortunately it, it, it's, it hasn't grabbed people's attention yet. Um, EJ has made some comments that they will have more material out on it, how it can be rigged with electronics, 
and other accessories as well, which are not on there at this point. Um, I said, I wish him all the luck. I, I hope it's successful. Uh, it certainly looks intriguing. I would love to paddle it because you know I love good paddling boats. So um, it's interesting. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, what you think about that. Uh, is it just strictly a price point thing or does the boat not make sense? So if you have a chance and you haven't been over to, uh, we have a link um, in an earlier post today to the Kickstarter. You can get a lot more information about it. Uh, I'd love to hear, like I said, if people go and look at that and then maybe give us some comments, I, I'd, I'd love to hear that later on. Um, just to, to hear again, if it, if it is strictly a, a price point or is it a feature thing or uh, is it just not the right boat for you? I've seen some good comments. I've seen a lot of negative comments, uh, some of them unfounded. But again, you know, that, that price point's a big one. So if you're going to spend that much on a boat, a boat, it better be perfect, you know, in my opinion. So kind of an interesting one. Uh, anyway, so what we are supposed to be doing, and I need to find my mouse here, is sharing our episode from... Panama, which, wow, did, why did it do that? So yes, our, our this is part two of our episode in Panama where we were in um, Hake along the Darien coast. And that, is, that location is basically... I think it was 20 miles. I may be off a little bit, but 20 miles from the Panama Colombia border. So there were some interesting things every time we would launch. If we launched out through the harbor, we had to actually check out and then check back in with the uh, police. And they had a very strong, for this small village, had a very strong police presence. Uh, being so close to um, to Colombia. Most of the time, we would just launch through the surf. But there were days that the surf was just thumping. If you saw last week, uh, we showed a lot of the footage of me surfing the, uh, the Kraken over there, and which was just a ball. And um, just an amazing place. The coastline, unfortunately, they had not fished this area. So we were basically unguided you know, trying to find spots, high points and all that. And so it was more of a exploratory and figuring it out. So we didn't get a ton of fish, but we got some good ones. And one of the highlights of the trip really was we ran upriver uh, in a wooden dugout and went to this small village way upriver and the natives up there were just so kind, so nice, showed us around the village, tons of kids, got to hang out with the kids a little bit. So everything about the trip, you don't even have to think about the fishing, but paddling along that coastline, uh, which basically the picture behind me is the coastline. Um, so just paddling along that coastline and being able to go up to that village and catching some fish and just blue, blue water absolutely an amazing, amazing place. And, and I highly recommend it. And uh, you hook up with uh, Paddle Panama. Uh, Henny Murray at Paddle Panama does these trips. And um, 
I said, it's not your super organized, like going to a resort or a fishing lodge or any of that. You're a little more self-sufficient, uh, but that kind of makes it a little bit cooler too. You know, you're figuring it out. I would say if you're going there and he has a house right down there in Hakai that we stayed in that you can rent from him, you know, you'd want to go for a couple of weeks and, and really figure the place out and be able to fish hard, but also have days where you can relax and the whole bit have some uh, weather days worked in there, you know, cause you always get weather, but uh, absolutely fantastic place. So with no further ado, let's uh, run. This is again, part two of our trip to Hake in Panama with Paddle Panama. Oops. Sorry about that. I shared it and I forgot to add the sound. I do that all the time. One more time. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we are at one of my favorite places in the world, Panama. We came here to visit with our good friend, Henny from Paddle Panama. He flew us all the way down to a remote village in, called Hake, and we are in some pristine areas going after roosters, Kubera snapper, and much bigger. Stick around, it's gonna be a great show. Jackson Kayak's Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Jackson Kayak, one family, many waters. Body Glove, featuring the new 3T Barefoot Water Shoe. Powerful Micro Anchor, swift, silent, secure, and small. Seaguar, trust Seaguar when everything is on the line. Release Reels, value, versatility, and a lifetime warranty. And Hook One, everything you need to get out there and hook one. This week on Jackson Kayak's Kayak Fishing Show, Jim is joined by Andy Gilbert from Raymarine and Hedy Murray from Paddle Panama. Together, the guys have traveled to the remote village of Hake, hundreds of miles from the nearest city. This is my uh, fourth trip to uh, Panama. And what was really cool on this one, we came to a, a very diff different location. We've never been here. Uh, the location was Hake, which is uh, about as far south, a small uh, village uh about as far south in panama as you can get after that just uh not too far down the down the coast you would have been in colombia so remote not a lot of people fishing it absolutely pristine looking um locations 
Last week, the guys began fishing the incredible shoreline and both managed to pick up a pargo and some small snapper. Our host here uh, is Penny Murray from Paddle Panama. Uh, he invited us to come fishing with him um, a, a couple years ago. And we came down and went to Bahia Honda and had just a, a wonderful time. And, you know, lucky for us, he invited us to come again to a different location that he was very passionate about. He kept saying, even on the last trip, he goes, you guys have to get down to the Darien Coast. We're, we're about as far off the grid as I've ever been. Um, nothing but jungle. There's a small village right next to us. And it really put it in perspective on where we were. And it, it's also one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. But the highlight for Jim so far was the chance to test out his Kraken in some amazing surf, right out in front of their private cottage. Well, I've been surfing my whole life. I mean, I love the ocean. I love the power of the ocean. And whether it's body surfing, board surfing, or kayak surfing, there's just something about capitalizing on the, the energy of the ocean, feeling that power, timing it up right. So you get that perfect wave. Um, we're timing it up wrong and get the wrong, <laughs> get a terrible wave and get destroyed. This week while we're in Panama, Andy and I are both paddling the new Jim Salmon signature boat from Jackson Kayak the Kraken. Probably the, the key feature to the, the Kraken is its paddle ability. It's long, it's narrow, it's fast. Yeah, it so let's make that in carbon fiber, right? Kayak, but it's <laughs> shave, shave a ton of weight off of it. Features. It comes with the K-Crate, which is easily turned into a bait tank. It comes with eight rod holders. Such a good boat. Multiple sections it's a shame it's been discontinued. <laughs> gear track. We have a uh, transducer scupper on the bottom of the boat, which is made to accept the Raymarine Dragonflies transducer. There's a plate at the forward end of the center hatch that is a perfect place for mounting that fish finder. Of course, like all Jackson kayaks, one of the awesome features is the seat. These things couldn't be more comfortable. Well, they actually made them more comfortable by adding a thermarest lumbar support. Now you can sit in these boats all day. That's just a little bit of the features of the new Jim Salmon signature boat from Jackson Kayak, the Kraken. Now was the time to fish in earnest. The guys expected to eat like kings on this trip and fresh tuna and Dorado beckon. When we come back, the guys figure out the pattern and dinner is served. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Jackson Kayak. One family, many waters. Learn more at jacksonkayak.com. So there's the uh, the first little segment. I've had a couple more people check in here. Um, Egoitz joining us from Spain. Hope you're doing good. Hope your search for the big boat is going well, Egoitz. Uh, he sent me a message the other day. He said he was looking for a boat. So I hope that's going good. Uh, Thomas, 1981. <laughs> also, Andy Montana. Andy Montana. Was that a, a fly fishing shop? God, now that I think of it, I think it was. Um, been a long time, man. <laughs> Mitch, uh, so 11,000 US is almost $15,000 Canadian. Yeah, that's a pretty penny for uh, for a, a paddle kayak. You know, that's the hard thing if, if he can get past that hump. I hope he can. Like I said, I, I wish him all the best. 
Uh, Jose saying he should take it to Los Buses and validate it there. I don't know, man. I, I honestly, it, I think it's going to be better as a flat water boat. I don't know how it's going to be as an offshore boat, mainly because uh, it's a little shorter than I like for offshore. I think it's around 12 feet, 12, 12, 10. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, honestly, but, um, and that open back end, I'm just, um, you know, I mean, there, we have scuppers. The reason scupper boats came became so popular is because you can have a cockpit where you can't keep stuff contained and water does flow out. Yes, it does slow the boat down a tad, but having that back end open like that, I don't know. And actually somebody I saw, um, actually Jim Riley, <laughs> I could see a lot of gear flowing out the back with a wave over the bow. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did see, and you should go to the Apex uh, Watercraft Facebook page because a lot of questions are coming up and EJ has been on there answering a lot of these questions. Uh, but he said they had some ideas on what to do with that. Uh, maybe some kind of netting across the back, uh, something. Um, Mitch says, I was going to Panama, but COVID canceled my cruise. Uh, love to try paddle Panama. Yeah, you know, like I said, we love Los Busos. It's an absolutely amazing, if you want a place that is dialed in, full service kayak fishing place, Los Busos is amazing. If you want to be a little bit more adventurous, camp in the, because he does uh, camping trips as well, uh, a little bit more remote, um, a little more self-sufficient uh, than Paddle Panama, you know, so two different kinds of trips and both absolutely amazing and very well done. Um, yeah, Brooke <laughs> needs some mesh across the back to stop things from washing out. Uh, he does actually, I, I know he answered some questions that they do have some ideas on how, uh, my glasses are all crooked, <laughs> uh, how they are doing electronics and all that. Cause none of that really shows on the Kickstarter. So like I said, worth going over there and taking a look at the Apex Watercraft uh, Facebook page because they ran the Kickstarters there and there's a lot of questions and answer over there. Uh, Douglas joining us from Brazil. Thank you so much for joining us from uh, from down in Brazil. We love it down there. And we have Andre, Andrea um, joining us from Italy. Thank you so much. Very late at night there. Our good friend Magnus up in Sweden. How you doing, buddy? I saw those posts. Nice reminders of our last trip up there, which was so amazing. Uh, Jason Ricketts, I recognize that Canadian accent. Uh, oh, Will. <laughs> yeah, Will was still narrating the show then. Um, not anymore. Uh, we kicked him to the curb, made him go work for Jackson Kayak. <laughs> Gene, how are you? Is it hot in Florida? It's uh, it's pretty nice here. We had actually some rain, but... Um, Lost Horizons, my stealth fish of 555 fiberglass was 3,000 US. Um, does, uh, does stealth do a carbon fiber? I thought I had seen one before, and then I kind of went and looked earlier, and I didn't see a carbon boat. But still, fiberglass is still lighter than plastic. And for 3,000, I mean, they are rockets. I don't know if I could sit in a, in a stealth, and I don't like the fact that, you know, the way the bait tank situation would be but I would love to paddle one. I mean, they are rockets to paddle for sure. So anyway, let's uh, continue on with our show.
Jackson Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Release Reels. Value, versatility, and a lifetime warranty. This week, Jim Sammons is adventuring in the remote wilds of Panama with host Henny Moraes of Paddle Panama. Full moons and unnaturally warm waters are making the fishing tough, but the guys are making the best of it. Okay, my name is uh, Henny Murray. Um, I have a paddle sport business here in Panama. I've been doing this for the last three years now. I've been living 18 years in Panama and uh, mainly been in the sports fishing industry, down in the Darien jungle and uh, up in the Cueva area. Henny Murray has spent much of his life running five-star fishing lodges around the world. His love of Panama and its people have led him to start Paddle Panama, a service devoted to getting you closer to the water and creating sustainable ecotourism. One of the things about Henny is he's just so passionate about Panama. He loves the area. He loves the people. Uh, though he is South African, I mean, he is fluent in Spanish and he knew everybody in the village. I mean, he'd say anybody who walked by, he would go over and give a hug. Uh, they all knew him because he's just so passionate about it. And not just, you know, to go down there and use this area, but he, he, his whole plan is to try and help these people, you know, put them to work, get them jobs, you know, in his business of Paddle Panama and helping guide people and uh, introduce them to, to the wonderful area. Today, the guys are ranging a bit further from the village. Unseasonable weather has thrown off the fishing, so it's time to find a bay that is completely unpressured by local fishermen. Right, we made a run from uh, the house, ran down, which direction is this? I get all confused, south. south. <laughs> uh, ran down south from the, the house and uh, we're gonna try and stay out of the wind a little bit and put some fish on the kayaks. Got a beautiful stretch of coastline here and lots of beautiful structure. Let's just hope the fish wanna chew today. First species was the rooster fish. Uh, threw a popper right on the boiler rocks like we've been working really hard to do that, the whole trip. He actually came up and hit it once and missed it, uh, which was pretty frustrating, but I, I stuck with it. And on the uh, third attempt, uh, caught my first ever rooster fish. What a beautiful fish that is and a really special moment for me. That would be my first rooster fish and I'm on the board for the day. This week while we were fishing in Panama, I was throwing a lot of big lures, poppers, subsurface, all kinds of stuff. So the setup I was using was a seven foot Fox travel rod. The very cool thing about this rod, it's very strong, but it packs into this small case. Really easy for me to travel with. Has a trigger grip, so it's really comfortable for throwing those, uh, throwing those lures all day long. The reel I was using, was an SG, casts really, really nicely. I loaded that reel up with 50 pound Seaguar Threadlock hollow core braid. And then I would do my knotless connections with my wind on leaders with Seaguar anywhere from 40 to 80 pound fluorocarbon. That's the setup I was using in Panama. Check it out. When we come back, the guys finally managed to get some fish in the boat and it looks like sushi's on the menu for tonight. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Hook One. Everything you need to get out there and hook one.
So, um, like I said, it just absolutely co beautiful coast down there. And Henny is an amazing, amazing host. So, like I said, highly recommend Panama. Panama's probably one of the places that after I came back from probably my second trip there, and I've been five or six times now, um, every time I go, it's like, if there was one place that I could go every single year, it would be Panama. I would go to Panama every year if I could. Um, now, I love Costa Rica. I, I love the people in Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica, in a lot of ways, is a much cleaner country. Um, they have it's, they so embrace ecotourism, which I absolutely love. But uh, I've just had better fishing in Panama. And they're right next to each other. But uh, overall, I mean, I, I've got amazing, amazing fish in Costa Rica. Uh, so I wouldn't hesitate going there either. But uh, I just I just love, love, love Panama. It's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing place. Get that banner stopped from going across there. I think there was a couple more um, comments here. Oh, Lost Horizon saying, yeah, $5,000 range for the... Uh, carbon fiber, uh, stealth kayak. So, yeah, I mean, that's getting up there, but it's another $6,000 for, for that, um, apex. So and I said, I would have to paddle one. I, I really want to be able to paddle one. I, it sounds very interesting. Um, Grant Foster Viking kayak here in New Zealand have done a carbon reload, uh, is about $4,000. Yeah. I mean, uh, back in the day, we were uh, right on the verge of actually having Ocean Kayak do a carbon trident for us. And um, then management changed over there and they said no, kicked us to the curb. <laughs> uh, Jim Riley, I agree. I love Costa Rica, but the better fishing is Panama. I've sent many clients to both. Yeah, I mean, I said both amazing, amazing places. I mean, you know, we go to Aguila de Osa in Costa Rica, which is at the northern end of the Osa Peninsula. And it is, I mean, the ecotourism there, the, the lodge is absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, it's a great place for your family. Great. The food is, is fantastic. But just over the course of the years, I've just had better fishing in Panama. Um, and I, and I know there's good fishing in Costa Rica. I know it's there, but, uh, just like I said, my experience has been better fishing, uh, but much cleaner Costa Rica is just, like I said, uh, they just have embraced that ecotourism so much in Costa Rica. Everybody in that country is so proud of their country and they just do a fantastic job of keeping it really clean. So, um, that's, that's, you know, why I lean one way for one thing and one way for the other, but both amazing places. And I wouldn't hesitate to go to either one. So anyway, let's uh, hit the next segment of the show. The kayak fishing show is brought to you in part by Body Glove, featuring the new 3T Barefoot Water Shoe. Welcome back. This week we join Penny Murray for a week of incredible kayak fishing from the remote Panamanian village of Hakay. 
one of the uh, the things that that worked the best for me really on this trip was uh, vertical jigging. On the last day, um, I really I just wanted to get some fish. I wanted to get whatever, and so. I, I broke out really what has been a very dependable lure for me over the years down in Mexico in vertical jigging, which is a little mega bait. You know, it's they're very heavy. They drop um, really, they're, they're low profile, so they drop very quickly. So uh, I dropped the mega bait, caught a little tiny grouper, dropped the mega bait, caught a, a trigger fish. I mean, I caught trigger fish from this big to this big. I got little groupers and snappers from this big to this big, but I was catching fish and I was having fun. And it's, it's when you can be up next to a small island and you're next to the wash rocks and there's all this activity and you're just jigging up fish. That was fun. I mean, just it was kept it entertaining. Pretty fish, orange near his head and yellow at his tail. Very cool. We decided to work an area that was known to be quite fishy. Uh, it certainly had all the characteristics of a very fishy place. Uh, we saw a lot of bait around there. We saw some small tuna greyhounding around the area. So threw some poppers into the boiler rocks there, but really decided that the best thing to do is to get out and troll around the bait schools. So I um, was trolling again the, the Cooley Minnow and Andy was kind of back beside me. So he was out, on, almost even with my lure, but off to the side. So he said he actually saw the flash of a fish right before I hooked up. And um, so just trolling around that spot and I hooked another Dorado and uh, it was a nicer size bull Dorado. So just, just to the left from casting in front of the rock, started trolling and just got smashed. I mean, I was maybe 20, 30 feet outside that boiler rock. Last thing I would expect in that close is a Dorado. But I'll take a nice little bull. That's going to eat good tonight. That is a terrible gaff job right there. And there you go. Uh, well, we wanted to keep one fish for dinner. <laughs> One of the most common things we hear from you guys, I'm going to pause that for just for a second because my dog is barking anyway, but uh, yeah, there's just not many places where you can cruise along that close to shore and catch tuna and Dorado. Uh, the only places I've ever done it were uh, Panama, Costa Rica, and when I used to guide trips down in Southern Baja, we had a, a spot, um, Punta Arena, uh, just south of uh, Punta Colorada that you could you could cast from shore and catch tuna and dorado um and so to cruise a kayak right along the edge of this drop off you know that close to the beach like i said there's just not many places in this world where you can catch pelagic type fish that close to shore and it, it's pretty pretty amazing just just a fantastic place so keep it going our fans is that you love our show but there's no way you could travel and fish in some of the places that we do so i thought this week we'd talk about how easy it is to be a traveling kayak angler the kayak fishing tip is brought to you by ram mounts innovative mounting systems proudly made in the usa
First off, with kayak fishing growing in popularity, tons of outfitters have started catering tests in hopes of accessing this new market. That's why companies like Paddle Panama have begun popping up all over the world. The best part is they pass the savings on to you by offering affordable versions of their normal high dollar sport boat trips. Being a kayak angler brings it right into your reach and in my opinion makes the trip that much better. Things to remember when you're going on your first kayak fishing expedition is to find out what kind of kayaks the outfitter carries. The better the kayaks, the better your trip's going to be. Guys like Henny from Paddle Panama make sure to carry a variety of boats to suit several different clientele. Some things that will make your trip much more comfortable, therefore a lot more fun for you, is to bring certain pieces of equipment, like your own PFD. If you're wearing your own PFD, you're going to be more comfortable. Also, I always travel with my own paddle. If you're used to using a good high-end paddle, jumping into a rental paddle is going to be pretty disappointing. Finally, generally speaking, you're going to need to bring your own rods and reels, and you're, again, you're going to be much better off. I highly recommend taking a look at the Fox travel rods I'm using here on this trip in Panama. It sure makes travel a lot easier. And if nothing else, you want to look at maybe a Plano rod tube so you can uh, carry multiple rods. Bare minimum, always bring your own reels. Rental, rental reels can be a nightmare. So if you at least have good reels, you can throw them on the rental rods. So as you can see, kayak fishing is a great way to visit some of these exotic locations at an affordable price and also get you closer to the water and often the people and culture you're visiting. Until next time, I'm Jim Sammons and that's your kayak fishing tip of the week. When we come back, it's time for Dorado and tuna for dinner and we head up river to visit a hidden native village untouched by the ravages of time. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by InReach Explorer, the only truly global satellite communicator with built-in navigation, including waypoints and routing. Always the best in fluorocarbon, braid, and monofilament fishing line. Welcome back. This week, we're on the west coast of Panama, paddling with Andy Gilbert from Raymarine. Last day. Last day in Panama. Hopefully we're gonna put the hurt on some fish. It's been a challenging week so far, but we still had a great time and uh, in a beautiful, beautiful place. Amazing. But uh, conditions have changed a little bit, so we're all feeling pretty good. We're all feeling really positive about uh, nailing some big fish today. So we typically be in the water try and shoot for around seven o'clock in the morning. And we would be out on the water and, and keep in mind it's roughly 90 degrees with some humidity and we wouldn't get off the water until about four o'clock in the afternoon. So, and this was what, six, six, six and a half days in a row of paddling nonstop. And, and uh, it's exhausting, but a couple of things that helps is you're in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Uh, so give it, it allows yourself to just kind of take in the scenery and forget that you're even paddling when you can kind of let your mind run away and, and just enjoy enjoy the scenery but let me tell you I'm gonna need about a week of recovery for my body to heal from from that abuse so I start paddling away and I'm right in front of these rocks and all of a sudden my reel just hits 
and I turn around, I see this beautiful Dorado come flipping out of the water. It's like, are you kidding? It's the last fish I would have expected right there, but it was so awesome. This one was unique. I've, I've never dealt with the yellowfin tuna, and for, for its size, the amount of strength that that fish have has is unbelievable. You think you got it up to the boat, you're reeling it in, you go to grab your line, and it just dives down again. Same thing happens again and again. You think you have that fish beat, and it can just keep fighting and keep fighting. Just what a strong fish. You know, in the States, we pay hundreds of dollars for these sushi dinners. And one of the coolest things was being able to catch a fish. We brought it home, filleted it up, had it three different ways, fresh sushi um, from a fish we caught that day. Literally something, you know, most people will never get to experience in their lifetime. Just cut little bloodline and bones out of this dorado we caught. Well, the fruits of our labor, some fresh tuna caught today. So we have uh, some ceviche and some sashimi. It's delicious. The adventures in the remote wilds of Panama are rapidly coming to a close. Today, Henny has a treat for Jim and Andy, a trip to a secluded fishing village where local friends have avoided the slow creep of city life. The first time I went to Birukero village was in December of 1999. And it was, a, a, it was a, like going up the Amazon jungle and uh, the Wanan Indians live there. There's only one of uh, two or three little villages of Wanan uh, tribes in this region. I mean, one of the one of the most amazing things for for us on the visit to the to the village was the interaction with the kids. Um, from the second we we got up to the village in the boat. We walked up this little stairway and right away there was about five, six kids. And I'm talking anywhere from probably three, four years old up to 10, 11 years old. Yeah, you know, we get so caught up on, on all our things that we have, our cars, our houses, our, our toys. And you go into this village where running water is almost a privilege. They don't have electricity things that you think to yourself, how, how could anybody be happy without, you know, the bare necessities? And here these kids are running around the village, they're laughing, they're playing. You meet everybody in the village and they just, they're glowing. We're in the Indian, Wanan Indian village of Birukera, um, about what, 45 minutes up the Hake River. Um, it's an indigenous community and um, they're especially famous for the basket weaving, the Wanan Indian woven baskets. But uh, we checked in and these kids were just kind of milling around. Um, and then we were introduced to a, a gentleman who was going to take us on this tour. And I figured we'd start following him and the kids would leave. But the, the mass of children seemed to grow 
exponentially. I mean, it was like we started out with five, and at one point we probably had over 20 kids just following us. And, but they were laughing and smiling. I mean, I, you never forget, there was this one cute little girl. Every time I'd look over at her, she, she'd give me this big smile. Um, and, and they just wanted to hang around us. It, it, was, it was just a really, really neat experience. And so our adventure comes to an end as the guys fly back to Panama City and bid a fond farewell to the best fishing spots in the world. So as I was saying, um, the the fishing was a little bit tough because we, we were having to sort it out and figure it out ourselves, um, figuring out the different areas and um, the tidal movement. And it was ripping current along the coast and the fishing was overall was a little bit tough anyway, but just like I said, we were kind of sorting it out on our own. So that was hard, but it was still amazing. And that, that trip up to the Indian village, I mean, I still remember like it was yesterday and it was about six years ago now, I think. And it, it just, I mean, just watching this again, I mean, I have not watched this episode in, in years, but uh, just watching it again, just brings back so many wonderful memories of that. So this type of trip that, that Henny offers you know, uh, just a different kind of experience. Like I said, then the Los Busos, both amazing, amazing operations, just different. So, you know, if you're considering it one trip versus the other, I could certainly advise you if you wanted to contact me and, and, um, but I, you wouldn't go wrong with going to either destination. It would just be a different feel with each different dis destination. I'm sorry. So, but still a wonderful place. And, and a Panama is still, it's an absolutely, absolutely wonderful place to go. So anyway, uh, I'll bring this up one more time. Uh, if you haven't taken advantage of it, here's that deal one more time. The ACR Artex. I hope, again, some of you guys are taking advantage of it so we can do more of this sort of thing, you know, because these guys aren't a sponsor of my show. I just got them to give us a discount for our viewers. So if you have been thinking about getting that PLB, please do that. Uh, if you're interested in checking out more on that um, Apex Watercraft, like I said, they, they have a Facebook page and, you know, they've got that Kickstarter going. Um, so you can uh, kind of, mainly I want you guys to go look at it more and then kind of let me know what you think maybe the next time we do a live show because I'm, I'm very interested in what people think of that boat and uh, and all that. Or, or you can just comment on there or you can comment on the thread that I put up earlier because I, I'm curious what you all think. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I personally, I hope, I hope they do well. Um, because uh, like I said, that just brings uh, more innovation to the market and innovation is a, a very, very good thing. So uh, for this Thursday is a throwback uh, season two, episode two, um, part two of whatever episode we did last Thursday. And now my mind is completely gone blank. But yeah, we'll be back here Thursday with a throwback Ocean Kayak Years. Um, and uh, I hope you can join us this Thursday and every Tuesday and Thursday, 2 o'clock Pacific time, and maybe some other times in between there. If I happen to not show up here on this Thursday, 
it's because I'm out fishing <laughs> and there's a good chance I may go fishing. So, uh, but we'll just postpone it to the following week because we got all the time in the world. So anyway, thank you all for joining us. I really appreciate it. If you are going out on the water anytime this week and particularly over 4th of July when there's just so much more boat traffic, please, please always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. You take care. Oh, I'm going to fish it.